Welcome to the Truth Hurts program. I'm your host, Steve Z. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize in advance if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Please enjoy the program. Good morning, everybody. It is finally Friday, the 19th day of February 2021. This is the Truth Hurts program. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, 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 partying. Just a little celebrating music to get the weekend started. Like I said, it's Friday, February 19th, 2021, and we're going to talk a little bit about the double standard again today on the program. As I mentioned, there is always a double standard in the mainstream slimeball media, especially when it comes to the way stories are reported regarding Democrats versus Republicans, liberals versus conservatives, majorities versus minorities, straight versus queer, right versus left, and so on and so on. CNN's 13 viewers were treated to a crybaby named Chris Cuomo, demanding that former Colorado City, Texas Mayor Tim Boyd either resign or apologize. And he did almost an hour-long segment demonizing the former mayor of a very small Texas town. Why? Because that mayor, who was not elected but appointed by the town, dared to express his opinion that able-bodied people needed to fend for themselves and not be lazy and automatically expect the government to provide them with food, water, generators, heaters, etc. during the winter storm that blanketed Texas over this past week. That Mayor Tim Boyd said what most normal people are thinking. Go out and get your own supplies. It is not the city government's responsibility, nor does the city government have the resources to cater to each and every one of you. The city government is not Uber Eats, Waiter, Lyft, Postmates, or Grubhub. It is not the city government's job to wait on people hand and foot. But little crybaby Chris Cuomo thought he would use his imaginary position of power on the boob tube to vilify this small-town mayor for saying something that offended the snowflakes of America. That mayor, by the way, did the right thing. He did resign. He did do the right thing after he was called out for speaking out of school. Now on Twitter, little Chris Cuomo's words are coming back to haunt him, as thousands of Americans are using those words against a different person in government power. Little Chris Crybaby Cuomo's big brother, Andrew, You see, Andy Cuomo is the governor of New York, and Andy Cuomo ordered thousands of COVID-positive elderly patients to simply be shipped off to die in multiple New York nursing homes at the beginning of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus pandemic, sealing their fate, sentencing elderly people, mostly white conservatives, to die a very horrific, gruesome, painful, lonely death. He did this because he told the families of those elderly patients in those nursing homes that they couldn't visit grandma or grandpa. He told the nanas and the pop-pops of the world that they would not be allowed to say goodbye to their loved ones, their children, their grandchildren, hell, even their own spouses. 
Yes, the double standard of little crybaby Chris Cuomo is alive and kicking. He tweeted about the mayor of that tiny town in Texas, saying, quote, resign or apologize and learn and become a better leader, unquote. Multiple Twitter users responded to little crybaby Chris Cuomo's tweet about Mayor Tim Boyd, tweeting out messages like, was this tweet meant for your brother Andrew Cuomo? Or this one, et tu, brother Andrew? Or how about, I don't disagree, but considering the trouble your brother is in right now, should you really be making a tweet like this? Listen, my listeners, don't ever expect baby bro Chris to ever apply the same message to big bro Andrew. It will never, ever happen. This is the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Let's head north from Texas now and go on up to Indianapolis, Indiana. Tensions at the Indiana State House flared on Thursday when Republican lawmakers shouted down and booed black lawmakers during a floor debate on a bill that could be seen as discriminatory. Representative Greg Poda, a 13% AA hyphenated Blafrican American minority Democrat from Indianapolis, walked off the House floor after several Republican lawmakers loudly objected to his warnings of discrimination in House Bill 1367. Porter is a member of the Blafrican Caucus, said the bill would allow students in a St. Joseph County township to leave the South Bend Community Schools, which are racially diverse, which means mostly black, to join a nearby school district that's smaller, more rural, and made up primarily of white students. In effect, he wants to darken the tone of the smaller, whiter district. Republican representatives feel, and rightly so, that changing the rules to send a bunch of black kids into an entirely different district is akin to gerrymandering. If you want things to be better for black students, then you need to work on repairing the system in the black schools. You can't fix the bad in a black school by sending the bad kids from the black school into a majority white school where things are not that bad. You can't clean a bucket of muddy water by pouring out some of the muddy water into a bucket of clean water. All you get out of that stupidity is two buckets of muddy water. Tainted is tainted, but they cannot understand this reality. Turning the clean bucket dirty by putting mud into it does not clean up the dirty bucket. You can't fix a broken motor by taking damaged engine parts out of a broken motor and forcing those broken parts into a working motor. You end up with two broken motors. Republicans in the State House deny the bill is discriminatory. Now, the bill's author, Representative Jake Teshka, a Republican of South Bend, said it's about transportation issues. After Porter walked off the House floor overcome with emotion, away, away. Representative Verna Smith, a Democrat 13% AA hyphenated American minority from Gary, Indiana, reiterated concerns about discrimination and spoke about his own experiences at facing discrimination as a black man for being pulled over for driving while black, which is a made-up bullshit thing that the racist black community has come up with. He denied being accessed to certain places because of the color of his skin. Come on, man. How old are you? 90? 100? That crap ended decades ago. He, too, was met with boos from several GOP lawmakers. 
The heated exchange between lawmakers on the floor spilled over into the hallway outside the chamber after several members walked out in frustration. <laughs> Republicans in Indiana, by the way, have a supermajority in both legislative chambers. They do not need to take any feedback from Democrats in order to get a bill across the finish line. I think Republicans in that state house should do what Democrats are doing in our nation's capital right now. Ignore the minority. Move legislation forward. Don't even give them a chance to complain. But the double standard? There it is, in black and white. Literally calling out the Republicans as being racist. Steve Z of the Truth Hurts Program. Yesterday on the show, I talked to you about Ted Cruz, who took a one-day vacation to make sure his daughters were safe on their long-previously-planned trip to Mexico. The Democrat snowflake world is horrified. Ted Cruz, you see, is a United States senator. And that Republican senator is from Texas. He doesn't run the state of Texas. He's not a mayor of a big city in Texas. He basically has zero responsibility for state affairs. He is a United States senator. But the Democrats, whose entire mission in life is to make Republicans look bad, is now calling for Ted Cruz to resign. Now, those Democrats aren't calling for Andrew Cuomo to resign for killing tens of thousands of old people. They're not calling on Cory Booker to resign for directly calling on his supporters to get up in Congress people's face and stop them from doing their duty. They're not calling on Maxine Waters to resign for telling her supporters to hunt down Trump cabinet members in restaurants and gasoline stations and stores and cause violence. Nay, nay. The Democrats are demanding that Ted Cruz resign or they will make moves to expel him from office because he took a day off. They didn't call for nasty Nancy Pelosi to resign when she was jetting from D.C. to California on military aircraft for tea parties, fundraisers, and hair appointments. But they want Ted Cruz to resign. Now, unlike Cuomo, Pelosi, Waters, Booker, and their other kind, Cruz actually manned up and admitted that Taking that one-day trip was likely a mistake. Mistakes happen. But the Democrats are pissed because Cruz voted to acquit Donald Trump, and that's the only reason they're trying to make hay out of this little patch of snow-covered grass in Texas. The demo rats are also calling on Greg Abbott to resign because, well, he's a Republican. Newsflash, Democrat asshats. This was a weather event. Global warming? No, it's not global warming. Temperatures are down to nothing, man. Come on, how can it be global warming? No, 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 it's not global warming. Trust me, there's no global warming. Sorry. There's absolutely nothing, my listeners, that Ted Cruz could do, could have done, except to sit in his living room in the cold and the dark. Ted Cruz is not the power company. He's not a snowplow. He's not a water delivery man. He's not Uber Eats. Ted Cruz has nothing at all to do with the weather except perhaps to point out the fact that global warming hoax nuts will now have a hard time pushing the lies of global warming now that everything's frozen solid. This, by the way, is the 21st time that the Democrat Party has called on Ted Cruz to resign, and like the 20 times before, I doubt he will do it now. Cruz did something that the Democrats always do. He walked it back. But he didn't walk it back and say he was walking it back. He actually admitted that his trip was likely a mistake. He also said that in hindsight, he would not have done it. Nothing at all like New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, the old people killer, 
who will not admit his mistakes, who will never say that in hindsight he wouldn't have sent all those elderly people to their deaths. As a U.S. Senator, Ted Cruz was constantly in contact with his office, with the Senate, and was like 90% of all U.S. Senators working remotely in this COVID-19 environment. Ted Cruz can do his job from anywhere. The Senate floor, his office in D.C., his office in Texas, a hot tub in Hot Springs, a snowdrift in Colorado, and yes, boys and girls, even on a one-day trip to Cancun with his daughters. However, the double standard in media will be used against Senator Cruz constantly and continuously, and it appears that Ted Cruz is used to it. I have to admit, he said, I started having second thoughts almost the moment I sat down on the plane. On the one hand, all of us who are parents have a responsibility to take care of our kids, but I also have a responsibility that I take very seriously of fighting for the state of Texas. He said, I understand why people are upset. He said, my intention was to take care of my family, and he reiterated his regret over the trip in an interview at his home with an ABC affiliate Thursday night, saying it was not his intention to somehow diminish all the Texans that were going through real hardship by flying off to Mexico with his family during the state crisis. He said, quote, leaving when so many Texans were hurting didn't feel right, and so I changed my return flight and flew back on the first available flight I could take. What? You made changes to your plans to come home and serve your people? How horrible of you. Ted Cruz went on to say, this has been an infuriating week for Texas. Like millions of Texans, our family lost heat and power too. Wanting to be a good dad, I flew down with my daughters last night. I'm flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened here in Texas. We want our power back, our water on, and our homes warm. My team and I will continue using all our resources to keep Texans informed and safe. That's how you do it properly, Democrats. You get out in front of the problem and you confront it. You admit your mistakes, you apologize, and you move on. That's what Ted Cruz did. But here's the big question, boys and girls. Where in the hell was gropey Joe Biden as millions of Americans suffered through this version of the polar vortex, the Snowmageddon 2021? Where was your newly elected president of the United States of America? Boys and girls, I'm officially calling out President gropey Joe Biden for taking the day off in the middle of this deadly winter storm. Not only Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, the Carolinas, and even the panhandle of Florida, freezing their asses off, power outages nationwide as the grid shuts down on them. Gropy Joe Biden took the day off. In fact, boys and girls, the commander-in-chief called a lid on Thursday at 8 in the morning. He made zero public appearances during the day while all of these people were suffering. Now, in case you don't know what a lid is, a lid, L-I-D, is a term used by the White House, and it calls for the end of all in-person public events for a specific period of time. It signals to the press that there will be no more news announced this day. What it really means is that gropey Joe was too tired to do his job Thursday, or he didn't give a rat's ass about what was happening down there in the ignorant South. 
Now, Biden supposedly tweeted at 11.30 p.m. insisting that he was working on the situation, and they shared a photo of him supposedly speaking on the phone with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Now, wait a minute. Stop, stop, stop. You're telling me that gropey Joe Biden tweeted something at 11.30 in the evening? I doubt it. Look, folks, after milk and cookie time, Mama Jill gave gropey Joe his chamomile tea, his dementia medications, and she tucked little gropey Joe into bed. That was probably just after the 4 p.m. senior citizen discount special at the local buffet. So I know, and you know, and they know that you know, that senile old turd gropey Joe Biden was not tweeting just before midnight. His aides might have issued a tweet on his behalf, on behalf of his puppet masters. And a photo of him speaking with Governor Abbott? What? Governor Abbott of Texas had said nothing about a near-midnight phone call with the president. The double standard, boys and girls, is alive and kicking once again. Ted Cruz gets bashed, even though his phone records will show he was in continuous contact with his staff. He gets called upon to resign. But Gropey Joe will get a pass for putting a lid on his day at 8 in the morning while the nation was freezing its ass off without power and all the other issues that were going on in America. And Joe's just a little too tired, I guess. So we're going to put a lid on things at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then he's going to sleep it off all day. Yes, gropey Joe will get a pass because someone dug out an old photo of the creeper-in-chief with a telephone in his hand. Give me a break. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. The following is a message from your electric utility company. It's cold outside, and we need for you to do your part. From now through the end of this weekend, forecasters are calling for record low temperatures during this global warming crisis. So here's what we want you to do. Shut off your television, radio, lights, and all electrical appliances so we don't have to shut the whole thing down for you. There's a lot of electricity being wasted and not a lot being generated, so either you do it or we will. Sure, those street lights are still burning at high noon, and yes, those government buildings are toasty warm even though all the employees are working from home, but that's not our problem. It's yours. So either you turn off those unnecessary things like washing machines, dryers, dishwashers, microwaves, lights, grandma's oxygen generator, and that insulin pump, or we, your electric utility, will shut it all off county-wide. This has been a public service message from your electric utility. Well, you know the law is the law, right? We're all supposed to obey the law, isn't that correct? Well, if you're an illegal alien south of the border, an invading unlawful immigrant, an undocumented trespasser, you've already broken the law the moment you crossed our border. Your very first action was illegal. And you know this. How? You snuck across the border. Anyone who cannot see this is obviously blind or just plain old stupid. And if you chose to sneak into this country illegally by piling into a refrigerated tractor trailer truck, you know you're doing something illegal. Because law-abiding normal people don't do things like that. Law-abiding normal people will go to a border station and follow the rules of entry into any nation. Authorities in Texas are searching for at least 100 illegal aliens that they say fled out of the back of a refrigerated 18-wheeler that was parked at a gas station near San Antonio. 
Bexar County Sheriff Javier Salazar said at a press conference on Thursday that authorities received a call that, quote, undocumented immigrants were being smuggled into the country and that they were pleading for air. Deputies found the truck and they saw tons of people jumping out of it. When other deputies arrived, a large crowd of people poured out of the truck and ran off into the woods, the sheriff said. Thus far, 50 people have been detained, 38 men, 12 women, who were all found to be in relatively good health after being examined by emergency workers. There were no children among those detained, in case you're wondering, but there are still others who are unaccounted for. And Salazar said this is worrisome given the frigid weather conditions in Texas. He said, quote, it's sub-zero temperatures here just about and it's still snowing and our concern is people are going to be very much exposed to the elements and quite frankly we're worried that some of these people may be in distress very very soon here. Hello? These morons were traveling in a refrigerated truck. I don't think the cold temperatures outside are any different. But Salazar says he believes some of the smugglers could be among those who ran away from the truck. You think? Right now, authorities are still trying to find out more about those involved and figure out who placed that phone call. He added that those traveling in the truck had ripped off the gasket from one of the doors trying to get some fresh air into the truck before they fled. I can just imagine the smell. Salazar said most of the immigrants were from Guatemala and El Salvador and that officials with the Homeland Security Investigations Group are helping with the probe. Authorities are still looking for the people who ran into the woods, since many of them were only wearing jeans and t-shirts in the bitter cold and snow. Officials say they received a similar call last week. A man speaking Spanish called 911 and said he was inside a tanker carrying 80 smuggled migrants to San Antonio. Homeland Security officials have taken over that investigation as well. But don't worry, senores and senoritas. Tio Groupie Joe will simply change the postmark date on your arrival and welcome you to the United States de America with open arms. But don't forget to bring your little eight, nine-year-old niñas to the Casablanco, the White House, for some up-close and personal chest fondling, hair sniffing, and good old-fashioned little girl groping. After all, he is your new El Presidente. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. Introducing the all-new 2021 Shandu Democrat, the ultimate transportation automobile for the active liberal. The new 2021 Shandu Democrat is a Chinese-manufactured all-electric car that runs on wind and solar only, so it does not pollute. Made from 100% recycled materials, including high-strength plastic frame and axles, repurposed glass, and seat covers made from donated clothing, the 2021 Shandu Democrat is the perfect vehicle for the liberal progressive lifestyle. And new for 2021, the COVID edition Shandu Democrat comes with five individual COVID mask hangers, UV light sanitizers, a pre-start COVID testing apparatus, and alcohol sanitizing dispensers located throughout the cabin. The 17-speaker sound system comes available only with CNN, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, ABC, CNBC, HLN, and of course, NPR. You'll never have to worry about hearing evil Republican commentary because we have blocked it all, permanently. No wind outside? Cloudy day? Dark of night? That's your problem. The 2021 Shandu Democrat will never use an ounce of petroleum or ever rely on electricity from the grid. The tires are made from actual rubber tree plants. So if it's dark and breeze-free, you can now sit on the side of the road and look at all that nature has to offer. Available in every color of the rainbow, except white, of course. The 2021 Shandu Democrat, coming to a Biden dealership near you. And it's AOC approved. You saw it. 
I saw it, but many others in America never saw it. The mainstream media would never show it. What is it? The multitude of cell phone video evidence that showed Capitol Police officers directing rioters into the Capitol building on January 6th this year, at the same moment in time where President Donald Trump was giving an inspirational speech to hundreds of thousands of peaceful supporters across town. Authorities are continuing to pursue individuals who participated in the January 6th skirmish at the Capitol, and a growing number of those charged are employing a new defense. They're blaming the police for letting them in. At least 29 people arrested for their role in the January 6th events have claimed that they thought they were free to enter the Capitol because law enforcement officers either didn't stop them from coming in, never told them they were not allowed to be there, or were actually waving people into the Capitol. This according to affidavits and court filings reviewed by ABC News. Thomas Mayer is the lawyer for a man named Christopher Greider, and he says, quote, he, Christopher Greider, was not at the front of the lines. He did not see barricades that were supposedly knocked down. He didn't see any officers getting assaulted. He didn't see anything other than crowds of people going into the Capitol. He went right in through an open door. Greider's from Texas. He's one of dozens of suspected rioters who claim to be unaware they were not allowed inside a public building. You know, the people's house. Some of these people argued that they were actually ushered in by police officers. Greider, amongst others, faces multiple charges including violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. Jacob Lewis, a man from California, told investigators he was never told he could not enter the Capitol and that he was escorted by police into the building. When reached by ABC News, Lewis said he would be releasing video footage to back up his story. He declined to share the video with ABC News at that moment. Smart guy, don't give your evidence up till your trial. Lewis was indicted on four misdemeanor charges, including disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building. Many of the accused rioters also faced charges for crimes they allegedly committed once inside the building, which experts say would render their claims of legal entry meaningless. One attorney says whether or not the people knew it was not lawful to enter the grounds as they did, many have been charged with parading, demonstrating, or picketing, and that somehow is prohibited. No intent is required. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean in the people's house? in the House of Representatives, in the Congress of the United States, a public building paid for by public taxation. You can't parade or demonstrate or picket? Seems a little inconsistent with our First Amendment rights to freedom of assembly. But hey, who am I? Brandon Fellows is a protester who told investigators he did not think he was going to get in trouble because the police officers seemed to be on our side. They let us in. He was later seen with his feet on the desk of a U.S. senator. Ooh, like that senator never put his feet on the desk. It's not your desk, senator. It's the people's desk. A Democrat lawyer who is working to make sure these evildoers are seen their place in history as the infidels they are, said, even if the officer had permitted him in the rotunda area or somewhere that might be conceivable to be a public space, Anyone knows that breaking into a private senatorial office is wrongful would obstruct the administration of government. Well, guess what? There's no proof that he broke into that office. The door could very well have been wide open. 
The double standard, my friends, is alive and well. Time will tell, my friends. The law will eventually play out. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Well, that's going to wrap up this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts Program for your Friday, February 19th, 2021. Whatever you do today, make sure it's something worthwhile. Go out there and make it a great day, and we'll see you next time. Hi there, it's Steve Z, your host of the Truth Hurts program. If you want to contact us, our Twitter handle is at Hertz Program. That's the at sign Hertz Program on Twitter. If you have an idea, a comment, or an opinion you wish to share with the Truth Hurts Program, drop us an email at thetruthhurtsprogram at gmail.com. And make it a great day. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, just stop listening. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. If our opinion or content offends you, we apologize, but we retract nothing. We do not own the rights to any pre-recorded audio presented during this episode. Those rights remain the intellectual property of the originators. This program is copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Network. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was produced in cooperation with Studio 63 and Steve Knight Productions. We'll see you next time.